Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 198. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. This is my blood you drink and this is my body you eat. <laughs> and Ian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no thank you on that, Mac boy. <laughs> and, and, uh, and that's Ian? Hello, hello, hello. And of course, the dumbass himself. I am the universe, manifesting to experience myself. Yeah, you know what nice. I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I do know what you're saying. So uh, I watched the uh, I watched the Jesus Christ Superstar, the live one with John Legend. It was it was not bad. There was only one kind of weak casting that I found in there, which was the the high priest Caiaphas, and it's just because it's hard to get somebody with that deep a voice. But what made me laugh so hard on watching this was. Everybody got pretty good applause, but when Alice Cooper came out playing Herod, the crowd went absolutely fucking apeshit. So, is this when was this recorded? Um, Easter. It was uh, it was live on Easter. This Easter, I think. Yeah, so, I think it was on ABC. Ah, so so they did this during no, the it Christian, was on NBC. They did this during the Christian blood magic ceremony. Mm-hmm. I, we actually have it recorded. I need to watch it. Okay, it's a nice piece of theater, and. Uh, it really, I mean, Alice, Alice Cooper just brought it home for Herod. It was great. All right. Anything else going on? Oh, Ian, you've got something yeah. in here. You've got well, a um, I don't know if any of our listeners have been keeping up with my stories, but um, I've been pu- um, getting a group of stories published in the um, Divided States of America, a shared universe, and I just had my fourth story um, published there called Trial of Pain. If you've been following, you know, if you've um, written, Read the other three. I've been following that character. This is another to um, her storyline. So, and so, I, how did they do this? Did, did they sell? It's a dollar forty nine for just your story. Yes, um, it's available in um, e format only right now. Okay. So, um, yeah, two of my stories are short enough. They're ninety nine cents, and the other two are dollar forty nine. So, f- fairly cheap, actually. Okay. <laughs> Got to pimp myself the way you do it. Sure. Yeah, you're yep. the pimp. All right. Anything else? Okay. Well, with Sherry being sick, I'm ready to masturbate. Okay, good. Well, I have I have a new. So with Sherry gone, I, I've come up with a replacement for Sherry. We'll see how things work out and just stick around. Right. Here we go. Sounds good. All right. That's right, Dale. And instead, we got people who are uh, uh, they're, they're watching pornography and putting their hands on the wrong stuff. If you know what I'm talking about. The amateur skeptics present Ian's masturbation moment. Brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Yes, freaks, brother, freaks! <laughs> yeah, you've got to watch out for that. I mean, um, some, some people just don't know where to put their hands when they're watching pornography. <laughs> it's got to be on your genitals. <laughs> right? you know, yeah. are, are your partner's genitals? Right, right. Right. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think I think the wrong stuff wasn't that uh astronaut porn. Maybe. I just want to thank Coach yeah. Dave for the for the uh for the intro there. I mean, if it, if your finger is like twiddling around in your ear, that's not going to do anything for you. Go lower. <laughs> Go lower. You'll find you'll find it's much better watching pornography that way. Uh, I totally agree. But when you're watching your pornography, you want to get the most out of it, don't you? So what I have for us today, and there's some reasons that I chose this article, um, and, 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 and some of them, so uh, Dumbass and I have been watching a show called Slut Ever. Ah, yes. Yes. And so some of the things that are in here, 
they 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 talk about in uh one of their shows which one is it so it's specifically so the first one so this well let me, i should introduce the article um six ways to have more intense orgasm this is from oh, the site that i got it from really quick, organic authority there's there's a lot of other nutty stuff on here <laughs> it's not exactly it's not exactly a source i'm going to for high quality information but, but apparently for, they've got an actual doctor giving this advice here yeah so it, here's things that i mean it it seems fine. So topical THC enhancers. And I, I assume my understanding about this is that there this was primarily for for women, right? I, is this going to do much for men, do you think, dumbass? It's hard to say. I mean, um, they're, they're marketing this more towards women, but I, I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything that it's being tested extensively on men or not. Well, I, I think you should um, do some trials for us. Certainly. Yeah, you know, send like, me the product. Send you the product. It, okay. You know what's likely to happen, though, is he's going to lose, he's going to lose his train of thought mid midstream and go get some Doritos. <laughs> so, so what the, what they are doing is that so these THC THC enhancers have they contain T they don't contain THC. Wait, they contain THC or CBDs. So are are can, cannab- cannabidol cannabidiol cannabidiol okay uh, cannabidiol cannabidiol Okay, I guess so. It's a cannabinoid of some sort, right? And so, yeah, it, it's a. Uh, uh, I've heard about like CBD is supposed to like not have like psychoactive uh, properties if you ingest it. It's more of a uh, relaxing anti-anxiety thing. Yeah, and apparently, so if you're using this um, on the clitoris and some of those areas, it'll be absorbed and make those areas more sensitive. And it's not supposed to be a psychoactive, right? So the idea here is that. I guess the um what uh, the woman from Slut Ever it just said it was like getting your vagina high. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I see the benefits of what it's talking about uh, easing discomfort for women who have pain during that. And and that might be another benefit of that too. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if there are any clinical studies on this uh, as to what the effects actually are. And I also wonder. I wonder. I don't think there is. There are there are people using CBDs for I think for seizure remedies um that I've are being that. tested um and so there's there's trials going on for that yeah. and i understand they have like uh high cbd strains of weed that aren't as popular but some people like them um and it kind of counteracts uh some of the other effects of thc that people can sometimes get hung up on right so it's giving you i guess the pain relief effects without the psychoactive effects i'm <laughs> i'm not positive what's going on there clearly i don't know enough about this but I know that they're that they're looking at the CBDs for seizure people who have seizures. So I, I thought that was. Really I know that there is either sativa or anyway, one has more THC. One is better for pain relief. The one that has THC is more for has has more THC is more for getting high. Right. So it's a, my, my under, yeah. My understanding is like sativa and indica, I believe, are two different strains yeah, indica, of was... uh, marijuana. And my understanding is that sativa is supposed to be more more like creative and uh, enhances your imagination while uh, sativa is supposed to be more relaxing and sleep inducing type of thing. Okay. CBD is something uh, different uh, than those two. Oh, it is. To my understanding. It's a, it's another cannabinol that uh, takes place in weed uh, alongside of THC. Like both uh, sativa and indica have THC in them. Bottom line, this, this, uh, marijuana, whatever you want to call it, cannabis needs to get off of what a schedule. Just a quick note, 
marijuana is a Schedule 1 drug, not a Schedule 4 drug, and we get this wrong through the whole article. For drug, so that we can study it better, because it sounds like there is a lot of stuff going on with it. It has medical value, unlike what Schedule 4 would suggest. I, I think you're wrong on yeah, this. Yeah, I think you're wrong on the schedule, though, Brian. I think it's scheduled for 420. <laughs> <laughs> is it a Schedule 4 drug? It's it a, is a Schedule 4, okay, yeah. which means that they consider it to be equivalent to, uh, like, like heroin on the street. Right, but if you're if you're selling or using it in a state where it's not legal, then you can be expecting to spend the same amount of time as if you had been using or selling heroin in jail. Yeah. In but prison. Just recently hearing more about that and I, I think it's interesting. Uh, no, they're talking about they're talking about cannabis oil also killing certain types of cancers. They're talking about a lot of different things. It sounds like it has a lot of benefits. I don't know if it's the universal panacea that people seem to think it is, but I would yeah. like to see some studies done. Right, but until you get off of Schedule 4 so that you can actually dive into it and do some of those more fine-grained studies, there's going to be a lot of myth around it. Yeah, I, my understanding is that there are a lot of compounds in marijuana that uh, scientists uh, are very interested to take a deeper look at. Right, and, but instead well, what, what we get is vague vague things around it because they can't be scheduled, can't be looked at properly. I don't know, Mac, did you have one more thing? No. Okay. Then let's move on to medical or to mental and tantric exercises. And sure, why not? And the book they link to is uh called Tantric Orgasms Tantric Orgasm for Women. And I think anytime, you know, this kind of mindfulness, you know, I mean I think that that's a lot of what this does is you know, it kind of gets you to focus on the task at hand. I think that that can yeah. always be good. Well, yeah, well, one thing with sex, um, if your mind's wandering, it does get in the way of you getting everything out of it. So yeah. you know, if, if you can do something that'll get you kind of focused on just the pleasure part of it, it generally works a lot better. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. some people do have trouble getting their mind in focus and like fantasizing, like having sexual fantasies. I've talked to people who have trouble like doing that. And uh, I guess it's a kind of thing where sometimes people need uh, more like um, more immediate stimulation, but you know they they wish that they could like uh, uh, imagine and get themselves going more easily by themselves. I will tell you, anxiety gets in the way of that very very badly. Yeah. Um. You know, you're sitting there and you're trying to you're trying to get through, and you know suddenly you're thinking about the bills, the car not working right. You know what would help with that? An orgasm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get car working yeah. okay i haven't tried that yeah, but, one yet but but that said i'll bet uh, i i would think by the way uh, uh dumbass there is a book on that you might want to read it's called catch 22 <laughs> it's actually a good book <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i you know i think that i that said i think that with the tantric stuff does come a lot of wooey stuff as well. And yeah. so, and so I, so I, why I'm, why I think that, you know, being present in the moment. And I think that these, some of the, a lot of these mental exercises can help you do that. I think that there are some extraordinary claims with it as well. Yes. Agreed. So I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, I think that there are other ways to get here as well. Um, but I, I don't think that the tantric stuff is bad. And once again, and on the level of harm, I, 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 it seems very low to me, even if it is kind of nonsense, some of it. Right. So I'm okay with it. I, I guess my concern on the article itself is that four out of six things that they list are selling something. So um, is this actually, you no. know, is this maybe a little closer to white paper? 
Are, are you sure that they aren't all selling something? It very well could be. You know what? Like I said, I told you the site was not good. <laughs> didn't, yeah. didn't I say right from the beginning my yeah. source was not good? Yeah, but the Five name alone, organic authority, does lead you to <laughs> question it. Five I, and six don't link to anything that they appear to be selling. Hmm. Okay. But yes, it very well could be white copy. I I, I said from the beginning that it was that it was not a good source, didn't I? Wasn't I upfront about my crap? Yeah. Why aren't we selling sex stuff? And you know, that's a really good articles. question. We should be making our own amateur skeptic <laughs> sex toys. We, I, <laughs> we, I, you know what? Let's Butt talk. Plug shaped like each of us. Oh, nice! <laughs> I love it. That is fantastic. Oh man. Yeah, my, I, I, I think my girlfriend would be all for trying to make a mold of my junk in order to sell it. How about how about the uh, instead? Of the, so they have they have one here, and I don't like the name. The na- number three is the womanizer. How about the Tentacle Pro? Huh? Ooh. Ooh. Well, there, apparently there's a whole line of sex toys based off of the. Um, oh my god, there's so many of that that just, stuff. Yeah. Ah, I can't remember the name of it suddenly. Womanizer Pro is our signature product in a luxurious design that will lead you to the most intense moments of pleasure. Indulge in contactless simulation with our unique pleasure air technology. This powerful combination of suction and pressure waves will gently bring you to a wholly new orgasmic experience. And with 12 levels of intensity, you decide how fast you want to get there. The Womanizer Pro seduces you with sparkling Warofsky elements. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and comes uh, with an additional XL silicon head to individually adapt to your body and preferences. It sounds Damn. great. I want one. Maybe I think Max's right. This probably is white cup. <laughs> I'll tell you what, every every one of these links in here are sponsorship links though. So that's for sure. Yeah. So they are making money every time you click. Well, what is, it, is, is it just blowing air on your clitoris? Is that what it's doing? I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it said contact less. There's no contact. I, I didn't quite get that. I think it's just blowing air on your, you know, hoo ha. Yeah, I suppose you can use it. You can you can use it uh, for more than your uh, clitoris. Probably I guess. you can probably like use it to stimulate your breasts. I'd imagine. Oh, that's a good idea. Anyway, so this product runs anywhere from I, I found it for 130 to as much as 220 or 229. So it, it does have a, a kind of a, a wide range of um of options. Then there might be even be some. Well, here's one no, that's different. But there are other things like it that start at seventy dollars. So it, it it's a little bit more of an investment. Um, and that's the problem with all these. I mean, you, you don't want to buy something like this and find out that it's just total crap, right? You know, when you spend one hundred and fifty bucks on something like yeah. this, that's what concerns me. I'm not sure I'd ever these. spend that much money on just getting off. I don't know. Isn't your vagina worth it? <laughs> My vagina yeah. is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing me to that realization. Yeah, yeah no problem. No problem. <laughs> anyway, so it looks like a very interesting sex toy. And and what I liked about what it said in here is that um, you don't get the vibration fatigue. And I think that sometimes, like, and my wife will complain that the toys are too strong. So a little inside right. information there. Yeah, I guess even for men, like, sometimes if playing with yourself a lot, it gets a little bit uh, numb to it. Right, and so that's why. Well, when we get down to positions, they 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 recommend you know prone masturbation, and uh, you know as we know that's a no no. So, right, Kegel exercises. I think we've talked about this uh, quite a bit, haven't we? About strengthening your core yeah. muscles and yeah, stuff it seems like that. One that keeps yeah. coming up again and again. Yeah, uh, different positions. Yeah, that, that was supposed to be Kegel we exercises. That uh, kind of joystick. That. Uh... But we from haven't a few talked episodes about ago. Luna beads. Uh, we haven't talked about Luna beads. Do you want to talk about Luna beads? 
Uh, yes, Luna beads, uh, Lilo Luna beads, regular size Kegel balls to tone your pelvic floor. They're available on Amazon. They are Benoit balls for pleasure and exercise. They're the world's most trusted beads. So interestingly <laughs> enough, Lilo actually also makes a gold vibrator for $15,000. So they make the world's most expensive vibrator. Aha. Uh-huh. Just a little trivia there, right? Because Yeah. Uh, another piece of trivia is apparently she had a pet that was an extraterrestrial creature named Stitch. <laughs> Rubble? Stitch? <laughs> <laughs> do it again say ohan ohana means family ohana means family nice <laughs> <laughs> wait wait did, did we lose ian on that one no i got it oh, okay uh, let's see, I thought he, I thought I heard something come from your mic. Uh, different... I found out uh, the other week that I can do a passable Yoda. Oh, let's hear. <clears throat> uh, do the Kegel exercise if you must. <clears throat> I'm, I didn't do it as well that time. Sorry. I, I would, I would, I would go exercise the Kegel muscles. You must. Exercise <laughs> muscles. You must. Yeah, it's not as good when Stitch says it. Like the other week, I was I was like doing Yoda all day, and I was like, "Wow, this is coming out pretty good," but it doesn't always come out that as good. Well, that's why you got to keep practicing. Ten thousand hours, and then so. it'll be great. <laughs> all right, we're moving on. We're done with that article. It's trash anyway. It's really bad. <laughs> um, before we leave, before we yeah. leave this section, sure. I would like to give a uh, give a shout out the new Triple X Star Wars parody. Uh, Sex Wars, The Lust Jedi, the uh, sequel to Sex Wars, The Force Arises. Very, very good. Did yeah, you make I, all I, those up or yes, uh, are I those did. actually real things? <laughs> yes, I did. I made those up. <laughs> oh, you know but, one. but somebody will come out with those. Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> you might be right. Adam and Eve will pick yeah. those right up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm still waiting for somebody to pick up on, uh, on Conan the Bare Body and then Conan the Displayer, but... Not well, really timely anymore. Internet preacher Dave Dunbeemeyer? Do, yeah, do just call him Coach Dave. Coach Dave. Coach Dave. Masturbation is homosexuality. Well, we've talked about Coach Dave in the past, I think. And um, first off, you have to understand, this is a guy who lost one of his jobs as a coach because he was for- forcing his players to pray before the game kind of thing. Oh, he's one of them. Uh, yeah. Does, and did, he, Doesn't he, he go by Dobby? Um, and he lost no. one of his jobs because his boss gave him a sock. No, and he was also one of the vocal opponents to Target doing the transsexual um, restrooms. Yeah, he, okay. the one that did that whole video of, oh, I have to stand here and make sure that no men follow my daughter into the bathroom and do this. It was a pretty stupid, messed up thing. Yeah, I remember. Him. So, yeah, uh, America's most Christian football coaches rejected from job. Actually, okay, so he's yes, he was removed. Do not hire Dave. Wow. Okay. There's so a, he does this, yeah, yeah. um, his little thing. I think five days a week. Does he really do uh, it every day? What? Every day he does this. Yeah, he does that. I think like five days a week, and he has a whole group that comes on. I watched. Um, back when I was merchandising, oh, uh, I actually put it on my um iPad to watch between stores. Just you know to hear it, and um. It was interesting, some of the stuff he says. And so it doesn't surprise me that he said what he said here that we're about to review. Yeah, well, so I have an eight-minute segment here. 
And it's so, mostly on pornography. Oh, oh, go ahead. Hold on one second here. Okay. So in other words, this guy basically does a video five days a week. Yeah, he has about um, every day. There's maybe eight people that join him and he actually ha- has a lot of other people that want to. And they have a really weird conversations. Most of the time, it sounds like he's telling them all to agree with him. Because one of the things he says, can I get an amen over and over again? He, he basically tells them, you guys need to agree with me now. Which yeah. I always found annoying. It's like, um, but socially generic, right? But that's a pretty, yeah, that's a pretty typical. I mean, you see that a lot with pastors and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you see that yeah. in church. Can I get an amen? I mean, it's it's so it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's it's early social engineering. Sure. But if he's got to if he's got to do a topic five days a week, he's going to go very very far afield looking for topics he can talk about. He goes into some weird areas, definitely. He's going to have. Believe- he believes in a lot of conspiracy style things. I can't remember right off the bat the stuff he was talking about. Okay. But he um has talked about conspiracy stuff. He's talked about the missing books in the Bible, uh, which I had an int- due to that um one of the episodes had an interesting take on exactly what Noah's flood was really about and it was actually about getting rid of the impure humans that were half uh, fallen angels. Oh yeah, I, I know where that came from. Yeah. That so was actually he- from a, that was actually from a piece of fiction, one of the three prophecy movies. <laughs> well, suppose it's from um, stuff that was removed from the Bible. So he, in, th- um, in so, this in this particular show, he he starts out by talking about the pagan roots of um uh of Easter, right? And and how he doesn't like Easter because you know because it's really a, a pagan ceremony, and it you know and he didn't feel it had really anything to do with Christianity. And the, he does get into Jesus and you know about how the the blood sacrifice and all that. I mean, here's the thing: it's, it's funny. Christianity is a blood cult. There's a lot of blood sacrifice and stuff, kind of that thing going yep. on through through the whole thing. Um, and he doesn't quite touch on that, but he kind of gets there um, to to some of it. Uh, it's interesting. And, but so the title of this is kind of misleading because the section that we're going to play is talking about pornography more than even the the uh, masturbation thing, which is out- outrageous. But it's it's interesting to to listen to them go through this. Well, there's a bit of hypocrisy in what they say, because one one of the guys brings up, oh, it's so degrading to women. These guys believe that women need to know their place, that women's place is basically barefoot and pregnant in the home, stuff like that. They're very strong believers of that. And here they're talking about how, oh, pornography is so degrading to women. Like, um, your beliefs are degrading to women. There's no men on Um, this show. There's no men callers on this show or or women callers. It's all men. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's the patriarchy. They have had women, um, from time to time in the past. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't see any, but that's okay. Clear. So I I do recall one or two that had a woman on there. I think we should just get into it. Don't you? I've got, I've got a, I've got a little clip here. It's about eight minutes and we'll stop it and go through it and we'll see how it goes. See folks, I don't think we understand, we don't understand the impact of pornography to those of you who are struggling with it. I would say, in my own opinion, I would say probably 90% of all of us here in the queue are dealing with the issue. Some probably Mm -hmm. more than others. Watching pornography normalizes the abnormal. Have you noticed this guys? Pornography is never fat, ugly women. Never. It's always beautiful, tender. (laughs) I candy. Okay, so that that is funny because that 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 that's the first place that I wanted to to stop it. Yeah, <laughs> is it because I, I I tell you what, there is a lot of pornography, and here's the thing: is that fat, ugly women. I mean, I, that 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 right yeah. there. Well, I think that he that, is painting it with a pretty broad, women. but exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. There is a lot of 
uh, BBW porn, big, beautiful women. And if you think all fat women are ugly, then uh, that beautiful thing isn't going to, I guess, sit well with you. But so I I think the problem is he's not able to find the the, um, big, beautiful woman porn. And that's what he's struggling with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he needs to broaden his horizons a little bit. (laughs) That reminds me of this meme I once saw on Facebook. Uh, It was like... um, why why uh, use Google when Jesus has all the answers? And somebody responded with, I'm not going to ask Jesus where to find midget porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best response ever. All right, let's go. Let's keep going. You, you've got, well, one, oh, one okay. thing I'd like to make a point of, though, is that you're talking about how his beliefs are degrading to women, but you're, you're, you're correct that his beliefs do degrade women, but he degrades them out of respect. Oh. <laughs> right. that and work? that's what we need to look at. You know, what's funny about that is that I think that he would almost agree with that statement. <laughs> yes, he yeah. would. I think he would probably agree without thinking it. You know, 90% of the people in the queue are dealing with this issue of pornography. And so, I mean, he's clearly, I mean, the, he's clearly watching pornography. Clearly, he's dealing with, with, with this issue as well. And he'll talk a little bit more about that, I think, kind of. You know, he, he was probably caught by the wife or something. And so, like, he has to go on and pretend to be contrite about it. That could be. Let's see what else he has to say. To draw the attention of men. And so when men then are, are uh, enticed, well, that's James, I think, enticed. When men are enticed, uh, enticed. Where is that, Lord? Men enticed? We're enticed to it. <laughs> James one fourteen. James one fourteen. Thanks, Jared. Throw it out. Let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot uh, cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted. Hey, every man is tempted. And now every woman, is when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And you get on that computer and you look at that pornography and it creates something in you that makes you capable of doing about anything, about anything sexual. Okay. That when lust hath conceived, you understand that when lust has a baby, see, lust starts out as a thought. But when you give life to lust, it's conceived. What happens? It brings forth sin and sin. When it is finished, what's it do? It brings forth death. Well, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate and, uh, and, uh, kind of, uh, advocate uh, a little bit for his side here because uh, actually scientific studies have shown that uh, when you're in the depths of lust that uh, you're willing to go a little bit beyond for sexual things what you would otherwise. Okay, but is is pornography the, the issue with the lust there? Is that is that inspiring the lust? And the other thing is that this idea of giving something becoming a baby, like a thought becoming a baby. Yeah, like, that's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, well, the whole thing was a bit confusing. It's kind of, it's uh, lust crimes. leads to sin, sin leads to death. Is he trying to claim that if you can actually be sin-free, you won't die? I don't know, but, well, not in this case, maybe. But, I mean, we well, are talking you, about... You, there, you don't die because you are given eternal life. Well, but, that depends on what word interpretation of the Bible I, you go with then. Yeah, but I think what he means to say is that fear leads to anger, anger leads <laughs> to hate, hate leads to suffering. The absolutely... It is incredible to me. I guess it's an awakening of the feminism spirit. And I said when we went to Washington, D.C. for the Women's March for Life, or what, women, the Women's March against Trump, I was on the megaphone. Some of you were there. Remember, I said I finally figured it out. I know. I now know what women want. Women want to be like men. They want to be able to have sex without consequence. That's abortion. That's yes. Women, women want to be able to have sex like like men and not have to worry about getting pregnant. And I don't have a particular uh, problem, with problem with that. Why should yeah. women have to face consequences when men don't? Right. I agree. And, and particularly because we have a way around it, right? We have birth control. And 
uh, abortion. Yeah. Why I don't th- I don't want abortion used as a contraceptive because we have so many good contraceptives yeah. that we should that we hopefully can avoid this before it gets to abortion, and that uh, should be the extreme case, right? Well, my my girlfriend on Facebook was getting a weird invite to. You have a, a girlfriend on Facebook. Pro- well, uh, no, my girlfriend on her Facebook page <laughs> oh. <laughs> was getting an uh, invite to a pro-life rally. Really? And like, you know, I should go there and see if they'll let me talk and I can actually explain to them how to actually reduce abortions through common sense and actually stuff that has been proven to work. But I have word for them. They wouldn't be very receptive of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. It's not about it's not about being pro-life. It's about controlling. It's yeah. about controlling women's thoughts and controlling women's bodies. No, I, and men, I and like controlling men as well. It, I don't like the idea of abortion in general, and I would love to see it reduced to next to nothing. Right. But it's not going to happen if we don't, you know, make some changes and go against what these guys actually believe. It's like if they want to see abortions reduced, there are great ways to do it, and it's do the exact opposite of what you idiots are trying to promote sexually. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. It's, it's, it's just it's everywhere. It's the spirit of the age. So I would I would just uh, you know I. I'd encourage somebody just break your freaking computer just break it and get away from that thing because it will entice you and drag you where you don't want to go. And marriage, okay, is, you first. The marriage bed is being defiled right? by pornography. Marriage is the intimacy in marriages is being broken by pornography. Wait, okay. That right there. So I'm assuming you're talking about your marriage here in particular and uh, your, your screed here <laughs> is for the benefit of your wife who might be listening, right? <laughs> the wife is listening. I, we know for a fact that that um, that his wife is listening because their granddaughter is up there. Li- they're listening together. <laughs> but yeah, pornography can't take you places where you don't want to go. It's called two girls in a cup. Two girls, one cup. Yes, one cup. Two girls, one cup. That's the place. And you maybe don't you do go. want to go there, and there's no judgment from me on that. Right. That's okay. I mean, lemon parties are fine if that's what you want to do. <laughs> and if it leads you to go see, you know what? Embrace it. But expect to find it taking you places you don't want to go and move on and don't let it haunt you. Right. But here's the thing that I, I don't know. I, I Porn has never taken me to a place I didn't want to go. Right. I, I just I don't quite understand that statement. <laughs> Porn has taken me to surprising places where I wasn't uh, wasn't aware that I wanted to go before. <laughs> there you go. Right. But, <laughs> but if you don't want to go there, you stop. I mean, in this idea, I mean, you kind of wanted to go there. Because you clicked on it in the first place. <laughs> Brian, just explain one thing to me, though. Yeah, sure. Um, Goatsy, isn't that the guy who did the song, Somebody I Used to Know? <laughs> All right. Time to, time to no, keep it going. Um, no. Me and my girlfriend both agreed we had a hard time watching the um, Scooby Natural, basically Supernatural meets Scooby-Doo episode they just did. Um, it's actually a funny episode. Um, oh, it's well hilarious. Worth watching. But the problem with it is I start seeing the Scooby gang and my mind automatically goes to the Scooby-Doo porn parody with a really hot scene between <laughs> Daphne and um, Velma. Nice. <laughs> okay. Um, that link isn't in the show notes. Can you, could you pass that to me? <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed by the way that they got the, they got the, uh, the actual voices for the Scooby gang on there. All right. I got to right, come. We got a couple more here. We're going to keep going. It has gone from when I was a kid, you had to go to the store and sneak a Playboy. You had to go buy, sneak, look around, make he sure nobody steal. in your neighborhood saw you as you went in to buy a, a penthouse. Now it's clickbait. It's every, it's, I pull up my computer. It's clickbait. It's, it's everywhere. And so we're seeing the consequences of, of a generation and a half of pornography. Generation, my generation, the next generation, my children's genera- generation, uh, and now the generation coming up. to stop it. It's everywhere. It yeah. is everywhere. Is, is he you, you kids, 
these days have it way too easy. When I was young, in order to get access to porn, I had to walk uphill both ways to the store. I had to like grab grab the Playboy from the top shelf and stuff it into a, a, a more uh, a more germane magazine, you know, so that they didn't notice. Put put that on the counter. Is he not I... aware that porn is basically as old as man? Yeah, we, yep. we go back to ancient civilizations. They had porn. We, we <laughs> just, uh, we've got it so much half. easier these days, though. We do have yeah. it much easier. Yes, I agree. But, but still, he, he was talking about it being a generation and a half. It's like, dude, where have you been? Right, but what are the I consequences? I would rather see the consequences of a generation of available porn than the consequences of several generations of puritanistic sex views. Right, but yeah. that's, that's the thing is that what are the consequences that people are more accepting of other people's sexual proclivities? Yeah, and but according to um, Coach Dave, that's the horrible thing. It does yeah. sound like that, yeah. All right. Well, he's not done. You know, done. like uh, oh. I, I've just uh, – I've mentioned this before. Uh, I kind of grew up. Um, uh, like with online pornography and online sex chats, like my teenage years, this, this was basically how I explored my sexuality in a safe and fun way online. And, uh, I think it's a wonderful thing. You were the deviant selling, selling <laughs> these magazines to other children, weren't you? <laughs> I was, I was, but that's not germane to the point here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that from a past podcast. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. I I had one of those. I had somebody who who sold me them, so I was a recipient. <laughs> All right, reware and the consequences of it. Uh, we call it we call it free speech, which by the way brings me to my commentary from yesterday. I hear somebody trying to jump in. Come on in. Well, Dave, I was just a me. He values and right. just makes him odd. The second thing, unreasonable ex-wife, you know, mm-hmm. and she can't come a fantasy. He can't compete. So, no, Chad. Uh, you know, that Chad, him. Chad, can I tell you how screwed up we are? All right, we got to stop it right there because pornography is not real. And what, yeah. that is something we need to tell everybody it's not and real. it makes the men feel more unreasonable than the women i i, I can't get it up for that long <laughs> and it, it puts unreasonable demands on pizza delivery guys this is this is something that like uh, we've heard like a lot before like unreasonable expectations but it's a fantasy all fantasies are unreasonable yeah I mean, yeah. like pr- pretty much yeah. any every movie made out there is pretty much a fantasy. Like so, um, there are there are, like science fiction fantasies, drama fantasies, and, and a lot of they, they go to extremes, make things unreasonable in certain different ways. Like action fantasies, like nobody's really that good at fighting that they're like yeah. t- mowing down all the enemies and doing oh, these yeah. super cool and, fighting moves or whatever. And if any yeah. guy tried to pull off the stuff you see in romantic comedies, he'd be arrested um, for stalking. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, every single one of those guys is like several stacks of quarters, and I'm lucky if I'm a stack of dimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- this is fiction, people. Fiction is, yeah. is meant for you to live out a fantasy, and a lot of those fantasies have a lot of extreme elements, as long as you keep that in mind and don't expect that from reality. I think most people are able to separate fantasy and reality. Right, but the other piece that we have to address is it makes every woman an object. Well, but in their oh. eyes, they're already well, objects. What does, what does that right? mean? Though? I don't like, know what that means. That all the time. It, I think most of the time they use, they use it to mean that, oh, we're, we're only looking at her for her body, and it's like, well, what else have we got to go on at that yeah. point? I mean, a, a person's physical beauty isn't something that... Uh, that uh, we should just ignore. I mean, if it's somebody's physical beauty is 
compelling and it's a, a part of ourselves that we can recognize that we like that physical beauty we, we don't have to like appreciate a woman on every single level all the time no but i'll say this stormy daniels is much hotter now that we know that she's a wicked smart woman <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, but that's the one who, that's the one who uh who paid trump not to to not admit that he had sex with her <laughs> um no trump trump paid her to oh, not admit yeah, that, yeah. Reversed. Okay. yeah, yeah, but and, you're right, that's how that should have gone. <laughs> well, she may seem intelligent, she made that huge, major mistake, and that's a hard thing to get over. Which, oh, yeah, that she slept with Trump? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she probably thought it was Alec Ball. Apparently, she spanked him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I heard that. Yeah, the 60 yeah, Minutes I, episode. I had, a, uh, I had an interesting discussion with Sam a couple times, um, talking about the fact that if you do scans of if you actually do brain scans of people when looking at various different things women are actually looked at by men and by other women as objects we had this discussion yeah, yeah we we, we, the, we talked about this very thing a couple podcasts back and it's it's not anything to do with pornography it's it's biology it's the way we're built so the porn doesn't make or break that no there you go well, yeah, the, I think what we mean when we're uh, talking about uh, we don't want to look at uh, women as exclusively objects. I mean, there there is a certain class of guy out there who pretty much the the only thing they think about when they see a pretty uh, a woman any kind of woman is uh, what I like to do her or whatever. Like her, the only value that uh, she brings yeah. to the table is her sexuality, and the, there are guy guys who, who think about it, and I guess girls too, who think about that to the exclusion of all other things, and that that's the the only thing they pretty much see in a woman. Um, I, I don't think that means that uh, seeing a woman's physical beauty and appreciating it is necessarily a bad thing, uh, just that you can take it too far. Here's the other thing is that you don't, like I think I said this before, even even if you if you see her that way, you don't have to treat her that way, right? It comes down to how, how, how you how you deal with that, not, not, not what's your perception. Yeah. And, and hopefully, yeah, you, and hopefully we can change our perceptions as, as we go, as, as we, yeah, as we, you know, fight those instincts, if that's what they are, we can do better. Yeah. Uh, there, there's nothing wrong with appreciating a woman's physical beauty. And uh, if that's all you know about a, a woman, there's nothing, nothing wrong with thinking about that about her. But you know, like um, you, you don't have like, especially if you're interacting with a woman, you don't have to make that the only thing that, uh, you're interested in about her. Yep. All right. We are, we are so screwed up that we would put Stormy Daniels, a porn star. Yeehaw. And then I hear you. You guys say, well, what are you, coach, what are you talking about? The president of the United States slept with a porn star? Hey, dudes, I'm going to tell you something. Before I received Christ, I was capable of it. But what has happened to us that now we have so, we have so, what's the word, normalized the abnormal they put a porn star on television. Mommy, why, why is that lady on television, Mommy? What is it that lady? What's Daddy? What's that lady on television? Uh, it's just, we have no shame. We have family, no sense. Well, the, we have well, there, no there shame. is no shame is, is, is in, in starring in foreign movies. No, there it, is it not. Takes, it takes a certain amount of talent, uh, and like not all of them are talented actors or actresses, sure, uh, like especially in the low-budget stuff, but, uh, you know, there is a talent to uh, having sex with people and uh, for on camera do, and 
these are very hardworking people. Well, uh, and, and I think they deserve to be yeah. recognized for that. And respected. But also the comment he said was kind of ignorant because there's a lot of porn stars that have become movie stars and stuff. And it's gone the other way as well. There are movie stars, TV stars and stuff who have gone to porn. Well, but well that's like, what he's complaining uh, about, isn't it? I don't well, know. No, he's, he's picking one. In, basically, if you haven't figured out, he's very highly pro-Trump. And so, I, you know, the Stormy Daniels one makes no sense whatsoever. It's not. Uh, they have to find because, a way. They have to find a way to to still yeah. be okay with Trump, even though he did this thing that is so anti-family values. Yeah, yeah, and not not paying attention to the fact that Trump's been anti-family values pretty much since since he was born. Well, he's and an adulterer. You'll notice that he's not blaming Trump for it at all. Right. Trump's innocent. Oh, when I before well, I found Jesus, right. I would have done the same thing. Like, yeah. but the porn star is a horrible, evil person. Not, not the guy that slept with her, right? Just it, because he wanted no, no, no. The guy, guys, the guy's not in control of his own. Like, yeah, uh, porn, porn is yeah. like for for guys. It, it's hijacks our brain. I guess we we can't help it. Women can help it. That that's why. Like, the, it's a the burden is on them to be the guardians well, of morality. That is the argument the, uh, he's making. That's the whole argument of patriarchy in general. Yeah. All different types of patriarchy is that men have no control, and if women don't dress modestly, that then that that bad things will happen. Yeah. It it's bad, and here's the thing: is that she deserves to be respect. She's out there. She, I mean, she's not stupid, right? No. Besides, where do you, else do you want porn stars if not on TV? No yeah, that, that comment of itself didn't really make much sense. Like, oh no, no I, the kids are probably asking, "Daddy, did President Trump sleep with someone not his wife?" Right. They're not going to ask what she's doing. It's like, no, this woman's saying she slept with their president. Isn't that a bad thing? Isn't that something we're not supposed to do because it's sinful and such? Hasn't, hasn't Trump always kind of auditioned his next ex-wives that way? Uh, probably. <laughs> but here's the thing, that, um You guys should check out the opening arguments podcast where he talks about Stormy Daniels. It, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. So here we go. Uh, it, it's just we have no shame. We have no shame. Hey, hey Coach. You have no, no shame. You know, coaches, <laughs> as, as men, we're two things. We're to provide and protect our family. Right. And so because we've abdicated that, like you're talking about pornography and lust, all this stuff. So so what it's made for the men, it, it's defenses or the men's defenses are down. So therefore, because we're Their not defenses are providing down. and protecting, yeah. it's it's a, it's well, no, you saw there both the a man's triumph, role and a woman's role kind of thing, and the blaming the of ground. porn for um, uh, weakening the men. Right. Exactly. So, like, I guess the the men aren't allowed to provide and protect because they're too busy looking at porn. Is that the argument? I, it here? gets in the way. It makes it harder. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And, and of course, women aren't supposed to worry about providing and protecting. They're just there. Well, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is true, though. Porn does make things harder. <laughs> <laughs> all right here oh, wait. i think i misunderstood you in some way <laughs> here we go other to triumph which it wouldn't if the men would stand their ground and 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 something just just that has meant a lot to me but the verse and i, I believe I, I don't know if it's in james someone can, can shoot out the verse but it says submit yourselves therefore to god resist the devil from you and no, i know when i'm tempted that's the first james thing. That's chapter the first four thing. thank you dale that's the first thing i do is I say, Lord, I'm submitting to you, and I'm resisting the devil right now, and in the name of Jesus, he has to. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Mm -hmm. And you know what, Coach? God's true to his word every time. It's only when we don't do that, and like you just said, we go, we get enticed, all this other stuff, that, that we get into trouble. But you know what? We 
we get the tell if our country's got to be taken back, our men have got to be taken back. And it <laughs> will only happen when, when the man is submitted to God in a real way, not in a real That's you know, S&M porn. 90% I'm, I'm <laughs> it, that's S&M porn, right? If you're submitting to God that way, I think I, think, <laughs> I, think I know what kind of porn they're watching now. <laughs> I, I, maybe higher. Maybe higher. 90% of men are, are in, using porn in some way. 90%. Be my guess. And I'm going to tell you this. It creates great shame. Great shame inside, 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 inside of us. But and the we great have shame no shame. Of us keeps us from being what we're supposed to be, what we know we're. Uh, it's, my goodness, what a scourge! What a scourge. yeah. Hey, coach, it, that that uh, scripture that George was talking about that is in James chapter four verse seven. But before we resist the devil, it begins with the submit therefore, brother. I mean, the only way you're going to resist Satan and the temptations is by submitting unto God. It says, submit it therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. The only way the devil's going to flee is if we submit unto God. That's Well, brother, that's it, right? And you acknowledge the Holy Spirit in you and do whatever you have to do to get away from it. And we would be, see, here's what, here's what we think. We don't want to admit that we're dabbling in porn because we think we're the only one. <laughs> that's, that's, I that's openly admit. We have yeah, me too. Man, if everybody knew that, everybody, I don't dabble. Completely unashamedly dabbling in porn. <laughs> I don't, I don't consider what I do dabbling. Yeah. Hey, J- hey, Chad, they put it on uh, TV. More like diddling. Oh, here it comes, guys. Jared, here it comes. I'm not sure what you brought up on the screen. And, uh, not making fun. Oh, yeah. It's just porn. 100,000. Men don't want to do that. They don't want to do it. They want to be delivered. They want to be delivered from it. Well, Jeremy Wiles. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, listen, you can teach it all you want. You just got to say no to it, as hard as it is. And I had a guy say to me the other day, I can't remember who it was, or I'd give him credit. He said, really, if you if you very, very honest about it, masturbation is homosexuality. You're having sex with a man. You get it? Now, you put images of a woman in your in your mind, but you're having sex with a man. It's how, <laughs> it's how, uh, it's how the, that's where the devil will take us if we give him free reign in our minds. That's why I said in the, in the commentary that I wrote yesterday, I don't know if I have time to read it, and I don't know if I should read it. Sex is a behavior, guys. It's a behavior. An orgasm. Oh, do I have to say that, Lord? Okay. <laughs> this just sounds awful. I just got to say it. Sometimes no, one of the greatest it. feelings that you could ever have this is, good. is a bowel movement. You guys ever had one of those moments where you thought you could never get home? It's like, man, I, I, I hold it, I hold it. I got to get home. Can you run in the house? And the relief that comes. Well, is is that feeling any different than the relief that you get when you have an orgasm? Yes. Both of them are temporary yes, releases <laughs> and feelings of pleasure. One is associated with sex and one isn't. They are bodily functions. Oh, man. I mean, I suppose well, there's I, a... You know, um, the truth. That's right, Dale. And instead, we got people... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I so suppose that, there's a there's a similar relief at the end, uh, that, yeah. uh, but, you know, like... Right, but- I mean, the, the lead up to that relief is a lot different. Right, but here's but the thing. That, his logic, if you, like, enjoy something really good, it's the same as an orgasm. Well, but here's like, the thing. If you got I, a really good meal, if you get a back massage, if you do something that really ha- has a, a pleasure center to it, apparently you're having an orgasm, well, but and that's wrong. Here's the thing. I, I want to talk to Coach Dave here for a second. I want to let him know that um, that we get we can we can fix this problem by making – his bowel movement sexual. We can combine these <laughs> two, right? The, the, it's out there. Bukaki is out there. We he can combine well, these. Animal porn too. The, the animal porn you know? is out there, right? So so we can we can we can fix Coach Dave. And you know, I guess, I guess 
I guess I just no, need to come Ryan, out now because, you know, I've always thought me... that I was heterosexual. Nope. But uh, thinking about it, I've had far more <laughs> sexual activity with a man than I ever have with a woman. Yep, you're bisexual, I, I, man. Brian, I, I do need to correct a term you used, though. Oh, yes. You were referring to, I, I believe you might have been referring to, anima porn is bukkake. No, I didn't know no, that they're different. Uh, oh, yeah, they're very different. Bukkake is more like the uh, the guys that he has around him shooting out verses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or or did I misunderstand that? <laughs> uh all right. Let's I don't know. But yeah, the the whole idea that masturbating is having sex with a man, I is just it's just fabulous. That is Yeah. I mean it, uh, like is he then saying that masturbation is the first step towards having sex with another man? I don't is know. Is that, that what the implication here is? Right. Is, well, is, is, is yeah, no, no, he's... that's almost what he did imply. If you yeah. listen to him, he says No, he um, doesn't it, say it's the first step. He says it's equivalent. Yeah, but he then he, talk, he talks about Satan taking over and taking you down that dark road kind of thing, taking you, to, you know. So I, I think he is trying to connect it, saying if you, you know, you start masturbating, start enjoying, you know, getting yourself off, that's going to lead you to homosexual acts because you're going, uh, you're, you're shameless. You don't care. Satan has control now. He's going to take you wherever. Right, but there's great shame in they're having shame watching pornography, but yet we're shameless. I mean, I guess yeah. I understand he's there's different that there's no shame and and we have no shame putting people on on there. But there's great shame and porn- I've never felt shamed after watching pornography. Never. No, me neither. <laughs> Let's. Get- no, I think because of my upbringing, uh, I've like pornography has always seemed like a natural thing to me. I, I don't feel any shame over it. Maybe a little embarrassment if I'm caught or something. Yeah. Yeah. Even then, I you know I, I try and get over it. <laughs> this is a uh, so I listened to an IQ two debate. And so, have you guys listened to any of these debates? No. So, no. they're pretty high-quality debates. Um, they're generally getting people that are pretty well-known as experts in their field. And they do a lot of different um, debates. And they're usually pretty good. And this one was, um, the the question that they were debating was, the more the more we evolve, the less we need God. Which I, I, I thought was a pretty interesting um I've heard that before. Right. So, but here's the thing is that if you were going to debate this for the God side, who would you get? I have no just, idea. Uh, just just that off the top be... of your hand, what would, I mean, would, would you, would you get, I mean, you'd want to, I, I would, my, my tendencies, I think you'd want a theologist. Yeah. Okay. A theologian of some sort, right? Because you, because, because that statement to me, it were, you're talking about the, the classic God argument. I would, that's how I would take it. That's not how this debate took it. So this debate, the the debaters, the master so, debaters, the, the the master debaters, primary people on the ticket were Michael Schumer, uh, so uh, founder of the Skeptic Society, also you know Skeptics Magazine. We've put, we've we've talked about much of the stuff that he's done, and he's written many books on the subject. So essentially, a renowned atheist. On the other side, you've got Deepak Chopra, um, and you know integrated medicine, holistic healing guru, right? With Michael Schirmer, you've got Heather Berlin, who I had not heard of before this, but she's a cognitive uh, neuroscientist. So, you, so your science chops are pretty good here with with these two. Um, Deepak Chopra's I, I can't even pronounce this guy's name Anup Kumar, um, and he basically talked about he he's actually a um, well they both say they're MDs. So I mean so so here's here's your MD practice. What these guys are promoting is 
spiritualism, if you will, alternative yeah, beliefs. Well, it's it's yeah, a, a typical Kumar group. surrounded by the teachings of Eastern philosophy. Right. Same, no. same as Deepak Chopra. So it's an Indian philosophy, essentially, or, or you know, it's not the classic theology that I would have expected. I, I'm kind of confused about what the premise of this debate is. The more we evolve, what do you mean by evolve? <clears throat> I, I think as a society, as a society, right? As as we become yeah. as we become more knowledgeable, can answer more questions. I, I'm looking okay. at the bottom yeah. here against the motion. According to NASA, only four percent of the universe is no, known matter. The rest remains largely a mystery. Science alone cannot illuminate or explain this large gap. What the hell? Right. So that, I mean, that's that's your typical. Uh, what I want to say, it's um um well, myth mongering, like right? Myth mongering. Uh, uh, yeah. But it's, it's like the argument of, well, science hasn't explained it yet, therefore it's God. Right. It's like, ah, uh, because, just because we don't have all the information, we can't explain it. That's, no, that, that's so, and then so That's classic God of the gaps. Right. And so for the motion, uh, humans no longer need God to explain the unknown. Rather, rather than turning to faith or religion, religious traditions— Religious tradition. Uh, modern societies should rely on science and reason— Reason inquiries to address today's challenges and questions makes so, perfect sense, right? So, well, but and but here's the thing: you know, we're definitely aligned on this side. But you, but you see the gobbledygook that's over on the anti-motion, yeah. which is actually more interesting to focus on. The science stuff we get right. Um, yeah. Science. So the against the motion, scientific progress requires God. The creators of today's most powerful innovations, from nuclear arms. To gene editing technology require an awareness of consciousness and must be guided by a belief in a common good to ensure that these technologies don't destroy society as a whole. Yeah. What? I mean, there's a there's a point to be made that when you're doing stuff with new technology, you've got to think of the moral implications sometimes. Yeah, sure, but you don't need religion for that. You kind of like to survive. <laughs> you know, I, I shouldn't wipe myself out and my civilization out because – um, God tells me to know. It's like, oh, that doesn't sound like a fun thing to do. Let's not try that. Read the last one. The, I mean, like, is... if you're if you're saying that uh, that religion, uh, specifically Christianity in general, but you know, like any monotheistic religion, I guess that has like uh, beliefs in moral teachings. If you're saying that uh, this is what we need to, the, the thing that we need to encourage in order to understand how to properly use uh, scientific advances. And what about uh, the, these religions who uh, believe that uh, their job is to initiate the apocalypse? Yeah, yeah, that goes against that, definitely. Okay, so the final one, the secularization thesis is a myth. A new study at, by Pure, Pew Research Center shows that the world's Christian and Muslim populations are continuing to grow even if younger generations don't attend church. How is that possible? I, <laughs> I guess it depends on how you classify them. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested interested to see that particular research, and I haven't seen that 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 Pew poll that suggests that either. Um, I guess we could try to find that, and of course, unfortunately, they don't link to they don't link to a source on that, but they do say Pew yeah. polls, so we should be able to look that up. Here's the thing: is what Jeepak Chopra is, it start comes out with on the is redefining God essentially as consciousness, and basically, you know, and, and he and the he tries to make his whole argument that. You can't have any of this without consciousness, and consciousness is God. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. But here, so, I've yeah, heard just, that level of argument. So here, the, the assumptions on that without any kind of you know backing it up. So here's here's the results of this poll, which 
I thought were interesting, and I, and I have some. And I'm going to speculate as to why. In favor of the motion at the beginning of this were 47 percent. At the end of this, it was 67 percent. They picked up 20 points. Undecided was 20 percent or 22 percent. Uh, at the end, it was seven percent. The motion being the the premise: the more we evolve, the less we need God. Right. Yeah. In favor of they gained 20 points. So here's here's it. At the, at the beginning of this, there there was 40 in 47 in favor. 22% undecided against the motion was uh, 31%. At the end, in favor of it was 67%. Undecided was 7%. And against the motion was 26%. They, so they lost five points. I've never, I, I don't think that I've seen this happen, at least very often in these debates, where the, where the against loses points. Usually what happens is that both, both sides pick up some and the undecided. Um, collapses after as the debate goes on, right? But this time, just the opposite. the The motion in f- against the argument was so bad and incoherent that they lost people. I, <laughs> it, I mean, it was it was it was incredible to me because if I was going to do this debate, I would I would choose theologians. Hell, I might choose a guy like Brian Fisher, right? Somebody who who would really come up and and you know argue the the need. You know, for for God and you know in in modern society, based on what's happening, right? But this wishy washy thing that you, I mean, this idea, you know, consciousness is a, is you know experienced only through you know whatever. I mean that that Tipak Chopra and I, and I was going to make some clips, but I didn't. Maybe, maybe I'll do that. Uh, I'll be able to throw them in. It he it's it's. It's circular talk that Deepak yeah, Chopra yeah. does, right? It's just it's Deepak, just... Deepak Chopra isn't isn't good in debates. You, you can no. The, the only way you can enjoy Deepak Chopra is if your mind is a little bit unfocused and you let it wash over you, kind of like, and go like, "Whoa, so profound! I don't know what that <laughs> means, but you know, like if I if I you know try to think of certain ways, I'll, I'll probably be able to fit this into whatever I I think it means. Right? Exactly. I, I guess good yeah. good for uh, trying to understand while you're high. <laughs> I love listening to the guy. It's just I don't think it ever goes anywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I put this in here because I just just I, I was surprised by this setup of the debate. Um, why you wouldn't choose a traditional theologian? Why you would choose Deepak Chopra and and the and the, and uh, Kumar? Because they they're not pushing they're not pushing the philosophy that we're used to. It's an alternative God. Is what they're is what they're proposing, and you know Deepak Chopra was basically equating consciousness as God, and but it's like well, you know, it, and the scientists are to, are basically saying that it's a it's property of the brain, you know, it's an emergent property, you know. Well, you know, the one benefit that has going for it, we know consciousness exists. Well, I yeah, I guess in Deepak Chopra tried to capitalize on that, but here's the thing: is that <laughs> he doesn't he puts his stuff out there. He he believes it. I believe he believes it, right? And he isn't necessarily trying to convince everybody. He he seems less worried whether you whether you agree with him or not. Where a guy like Brian Fisher, and you know, he's trying to save you, right? You know he he um he believes that he has to make sure that you know he's proselytizing. Where Deepak Chopra doesn't feel like he's proselytizing to me. He's saying what he's saying, and he thinks this is how it is. And you know he'll he'll make his case. But if you don't believe him at the end, okay, <laughs> you know he doesn't have a lot of stake in whether or not you believe it. Where 
where a traditional theo- theologian I, I does. That, actually. Yeah, I, I, I've, uh, yeah, I, I don't disrespect Deepak Chopra. I think he talks a lot of nonsense, but I don't think he's a bad guy, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but he's not I, the guy I, you you'd want to debate your side of an argument. No, right? no, not I personally at all. think there's nothing wrong with having like weird and unproven beliefs as long as you're yeah. like you're, you're a little centered about it. You're like. You realize that, uh, hey, uh, this is just uh, my own thing. This is what makes sense to me. But, you know, uh, I know that I don't have proof for it. Uh, I'm going to yeah. talk about it, but you don't have to believe me. I, I don't have a, a huge stake in this. I think that's the proper way to go about it. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, yeah, I I just thought it was a weird setup for for this <laughs> yeah. debate question. Because I because if you were going to debate this debate question, I think I would want a traditional theo- theologian. I would I would not want you know I would want Ken Ham or somebody, right? So what you're saying is that you're not uh, doing victory laps about this. You you feel that uh, the whole debate uh, wasn't as good as it could have been. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I yeah I I wouldn't take this as a victory for for the actual um, for the actual premise of of the debate because I don't think they had the right debaters to back it up. And I think that if they had a traditional theologian, that things might have gone differently. I think that they might have been able to defeat the argument. Because I think that those kinds of traditional theo- theological um, positions sway more people, I think. Mm. I know I, I could be Probably. wrong. I'd really, like to, I'd really like to see the debate set up the way that I would set it up that, and see what happens. I think they got the science people right. I'm fine with Michael Schirmer, and I was fine with Heather Berlin. I they they because they made the arguments that I would expect from the science portion of it. Deepak Chopra made the arguments I expect from Deepak Chopra, but not what I would expect for the argument. Right. Yeah. So I'm not doing any victory laps because I, I think it's a, a I kind of feel like it's a false win. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I brought it up <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't doing a victory lap. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see a more rigorous debate too. Uh, you know, I I don't uh, think like your side winning is necessarily a good thing if the if your side wasn't challenged to uh, the best extent it could be. Right, and you and you guys have to listen to it, and, and maybe maybe you'll tell me I'm wrong um, if you listen to it and have a different opinion. I'd certainly love to hear it. I'm not going to listen to it. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. You don't have to. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that that's the end. Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. And good that's another one. That's another one up the ass. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Share Alike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Board. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry. Okay, we will do the uh, story of this song is that uh, Danny Sexbang has invited a bunch of women over for an orgy, uh, but none of them, uh, all of them turned him down for various reasons. And so he's thinking about that. He's going to have fun anyway and have an orgy for one.